0: Quick question for you, is it perfectionism or is it your childhood wounds? The hurt from your mom that are both can be the source of your perfectionism. You know, the thing that keeps you anxious, burnt out, and quite frankly, living in fear and disconnected from God's calling for you, your marriage, and your children. And hold my pearls, there's more than one version of perfectionism. You can find out what yours is by taking my free perfectionism prototype quiz. In this 90 second quiz, you are going to walk away with what your prototype is, how it got started and how to stop it. Not only that, you're also going to walk away with a free private podcast that nobody else has access to and give you practical tips that you can start to implement today. Now, I must warn you that you might feel slightly offended by how accurate this quiz actually is. So proceed with caution, but please do proceed. Mombelieyou.com backslash quiz to see what your perfectionism prototype is today. And without further ado, I lend you back to today's episode enjoy welcome to the momfully you podcast i'm your host chastity holcomb a trauma therapist a fellow high achieving mama and after years of my clinical experience helping hundreds of people recover from unhealthy family cycles i'm here to help moms transform what it means to be an emotionally healthy mom in your family. I believe that generations shift when moms heal. So on this podcast, I'm going to walk you through how to do it all while honoring God in the process. So come on in, grab a blanket, and let's lean all the way in. As a trauma therapist, I believe that all anxiety has a root. That anxiety is a symptom of a underlying, reoccurring belief and fear around something. So today we're going to talk about the three fears of anxiety, and you might see yourself reflecting back at you during today's episode. And so it's an invitation to take some inventory as all of these episodes are as an invitation to take inventory (laughs) of your situation. So I'm going to just dive straight into this one. As I think this is going to be very impactful for you. So fear number one is that anxiety is really a fear of the past repeating itself. When we become moms and we're faced with the reality that we are now responsible for guiding, stewarding, um, helping, supporting all the thingings for our children, there is like a light switch that comes on. And for me, it was immediate. It happened when I was pregnant and then it intensified when I actually gave birth and they placed my firstborn onto my chest. Oh my goodness, this is real. I can see this baby in the flesh. I can see her little cottage cheese just all over her body. I smell the little baby smells. I see her little hands and feet. This is real. And so then we're faced with something, especially those of us who have experienced childhood trauma and have those wounds that have echoed throughout our life. The first thing that we think about is how can I not repeat the past and put it onto this baby? They are so little and they have their whole life ahead of them. I don't want the past to repeat itself. For some of us, we have this fear that we will be the passer owner of the passer, owner, this is what I get for trying to make up words. (laughs) We will pass down what was passed down to us, right? We will repeat the cycle. And so the fear of that turns into two things, right? It motivates us to try to create and cultivate a completely different home environment than what we had. Sometimes this motivation can be out of a healthy place. Like sometimes we can actually utilize fear as a motivate, a motivator, right? Not all fear is negative. Not all fear is bad. We need the fear of the Lord, which is like a true reference of his goodness, his omnipresence, his um, ability to see and know all things and have a goodness in his heart toward us, right? There is a fear, a reverence there. There has been something that has happened in my family for maybe generations and generations. And I fear, I have a reverence for that. I know the importance of that and it ends with me, right? So sometimes that fear can be used to actually cultivate um, going out and finding a husband, right? You know, Maybe you didn't find him, he phoned you. However it ended, okay? Y'all got together, got married and- you together are making healthy decisions because they also may have come from a family trauma or had some hurt happen within their family of origin. So you come together and you both have this shared concern, this shared reverence that I want to steward well. Well, that's the good side of it, right? You make decisions that are healthy and you flourish, et cetera, et cetera. Now let's talk about the opposite side of that. The other end of that spectrum of fear. When you have a fear of the past repeating itself, but you're only operating not out of it being a motivation, but you're running from the past. In um, Irie, I believe, is that her song? I can't remember what the title is because I never do. But she talks about in the song how you're going to wreck your future running from your past. You're so busy looking out the rearview mirror. I don't want to be like my mom. I don't want to be like my dad. I don't want to pass on these traumas. Um You're operating out of that and you never actually stop to say what you do want to be. So then you're making decisions out of, I don't want to do that. Don't, 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 don't. And never really truly stop to say, I do, 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 right? And put in behaviors, um, reroute your belief system, your whole ecosystem truly to operate from that. This is the picture that I'm painting. This is the environment that I'm cultivating versus this is what I'm running from. Usually when we're running from something, we're only looking back. We're not looking forward. Looking back keeps you in this fear zone of, you know, I'm striving so hard trying to prevent myself from repeating the past that I'm not actually being present in the current moment, right? When Lot's wife, when they were leaving, And they had a choice to make. Do you want to leave or do you want to go to the promised land? Lot's wife, she looks back and because she looked back, she turned into a pool of salt. It crushed her. She crumbled because she was operating and looking back at her past. Right. But anxiety will do that to you. It will say, I'm so focused and so in a routine of operating out of the fear of the past repeating itself, that I can not even imagine what the future looks like, right? So that's the first fear. Then that brings us to our second fear um, that the past, I'm sorry, that the present will outrun you. So earlier I talked about, uh, you you know, you're looking back, you're you're running from the past, not really painting the picture and being present in the moment. Well, this fear then turns into it will outrun you, which makes you feel like you're so rushed to do things in your life. I have to have um, three kids by the time I'm this age or it'll never happen for me. And I'll never be able to have this true fulfillment. My family, quote unquote, won't be complete. You're rushing. You feel like you're running out of time. You feel like you're behind. You feel like everyone else around you has figured out a way to get the timing right in their life. And instead, you've neglected uh, trusting God and his timing. So you believe that you're outside looking in. Then Chris Brown saying you outside the club, but you can't even get in. That's how you feel. The present will outrun you. You won't get the opportunity to fulfill your gifts, your calling, your destiny, and you feel like there's always more to be done. There's always a better way for it to be done. And this robs you of your ability to be present. Being present is not just in the room, right? You can, you can be in a room with your children, with your husband, with your friends and family and still not be there, Your body is there, but your mind is trying to figure out, okay, I need to do this next because I can't let this slip by, right? I can't let this outrun me. I have to be on top of the game. What happens if you're just in the middle of it? What happens when you're actually able to sit with the now? Well, that can trigger a lot right if you had to guard your heart if you had to um be so prepared and be hyper vigilant around What was happening in your environment, say with your parents, or are they going to argue or am I going to trigger them to say something that's negative or hurtful towards me? You know, um, do I have to kind of quiet down my hopefulness in my dad coming to visit me or with my dad saying I'm proud when I walk in the house and I'm excited to share something with them? If you're hyper, hyper vigilant around those things, then you're on guard. You're looking out and watching out. How do I now adjust? But it, it, that having that experience, right. Then teaches you, you have to be on the watch at all times, which takes you out of the present. It takes you out of the present. Um, I told this before in another episode. But I was asking a group of moms, how many of you saw your mom doing all the things? All the hands went up. How many of you saw your mom resting? Not a sound. When we rest, we unlock ourselves from this idea that our value is attached to what we do. Right? If we remember the story of Mary and Martha... I believe there's a book called Mary and Martha. Or what is that book called? It's a good book. I told you, I don't remember the names of things, y'all. <laughs> but there's a book based off of the story of Mary Ma- Martha. One of them is going around the house and trying to cook and clean. And she's looking at the other one like, girl, can't you help me? Don't you see the Jesus is in our house? And you're just going to sit there with this dust on the edge of your shoe. And you're not going to try to help me sweep. <laughs> she's up running around, running around. And the other one is sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening, soaking in his presence, talking with him, communing with him, being present in the moment. All of her attention is able to rest and sit on her in that moment. And she's content. And Jesus tells her the other one that's up doing all the things. You need to be more like her. You need to be more present. You need to be more in the moment, taking in what is in front of you. There will always be things for you to do. Every day there's going to be something pulling at you right? That's calling for your attention, work projects, things with the kids, what they're starting, what they're not, milestones, doctor's appointments, things with your husband, you and your ever changing and shifting and evolving self, right? How do you then, you know, be in this between generation where you might have relationships with your family and trying to navigate, okay, how do you even shift that in the way that you communicate and relate to your parents? Are they in a place where that they are at? emotional maturity to respect your boundaries as you form your new family, as you continue to evolve and form your new family, right? So you have all of these things pulling at you, but then the Bible talks about resting and the importance of being in the now, right? So the fear that the present will outrun you is one of those fears of anxiety. And the last one is the fear that your future will defeat you the fear that you that the future will defeat you. This is all about um, projecting or uh, foreshadowing that bad things are ahead of you. And the funny thing is, it's always bad things. <laughs> Anxiety never warns us of the good things. Like, oh snap, this is about to be my year. <laughs> Tomorrow is about to be the best day of my life. No, right? The fear tells you, That what's ahead of you will defeat you. It's going to leave you lonely. It's going to leave you abandoned. It's going to leave you loveless. It's going to leave you broken. It's going to leave you unprepared. It's going to leave you rejected. All these things. That's what fear tells you. Wherever you're headed, you're already defeated. And for some people, it's like, well, why would I even try? Why would I even try if I'm already defeated? So then anxiety splits off into depression you have no motivation around what's ahead of you. You have no motivation to keep you going, keep you up, keep you doing the, the things that you're called to do and your giftings, right? Your personality and the way that God designed you. You have no motivation to even get into those, into those things because the thought of anxiety telling you that the future will defeat you, what's the point in even trying? I'm just gonna live my life as it is. If it's bad ahead of me, It was bad behind me and it feels bad now. It's just going to be bad. This is my life. I think this is how a lot of people get stuck in complacency, right? This determination that this is just how my life is without uh, taking ownership and responsibility to say it may be like this, but it doesn't have to always be this way. That God doesn't want me stuck in this place of defeat, right? Or worrying about tomorrow. Because we all know that tomorrow has its worries up to own. How can we go back and be present in this moment? Right? The other side of, you know, you can slip into depression, but it can also slip into this um, illusion of control. I must prepare for the bad. Never the good. I must prepare for the bad, which makes you untrusting of other people right? No new friends. I got all the friends I need. I've been as vulnerable as I possibly can because if I try to really uh, join with other folks, I open myself up for hurt. So I'm already defeated in that area. So when someone is complimenting you in the grocery store, you meet a little uh, mom friend at the uh, at the park, you're like, mm-hmm, um, have a good day. <laughs> now there's a difference between discernment Um, and operating out of fear, right? Discernment is needed for you to be able to make um, rational judgment based off of, you know, past experiences that are rooted in truth. And also what the Holy Spirit might be, you know, ushering you through. Discernment is something that we need. Okay. But I'm not talking about discernment. I'm talking about fear and attachment to some of the decisions that you might be making. Defeat is ahead of you. You've already lost. So instead of, you know, uh, succumbing yourself to the the depression side of things, it's like, well, how can I prepare for what's ahead of me? I need to get a rainstorm uh, coat situation. I need to get all my umbrellas. I need to, you know, prepare for the storm that's ahead and not realizing that when you prepare for devastation, then you've already been convinced that you're not a victor or that you can't overcome it with God alone, or that you won't have support. You won't have shelter. You won't have safety. I am a planner to know, to know planning can end. Okay. I will out plan anybody. Okay. I will plan you out. <laughs> I love it. I really do. I think that, you know, um, a lot of my clients, um, would consider themselves to be like visionaries, right? They see things in a way that maybe other people can't see. And that is what has gotten them to their positions in their profession, right? They're looking at strategy and they're coming up with ideas that never have been spoken about in their positions. And that's what elevates them. Or to to the moms that I work with who are business owners, they have a vision around um, a good or a service that they want to bring to the marketplace to help people that no one has come up with it or no one has come up with it in that way. And they love being able to ideate and strategize and plan. And there's nothing wrong with that. I have an episode coming up that talks about the personality versus gifts versus trauma. And I think it's really gonna be helpful in identifying, you know, where does this come from? Is this who God created me to be? Am I functioning out of trauma, right? So I'm not talking about planning and strategy in that way, right? People perish for lack of planning, But when you're only planning for defeat, that's when we need to have a conversation. So as a recap, the three fears of anxiety, the fear of the past repeating itself, the fear of the present outrunning you and the fear that your future will defeat you will keep you in an anxious state of mind. It will keep you in an anxious body posture. Learning how to manage your anxiety so that you are not operating from the fear that is robbing you of being present with yourself, with your children, within your marriage. That is not telling you all of these anxious, negative thoughts that are not of God about how you are defeated in the future. There's there's no uh, use or point in even trying to change because bad things always happen to you, Right or you're so caught up in your childhood wounds, in your past trauma, and you think that it's going to repeat itself and you are operating out of that negative view, always looking back, never looking forward. I invite you to book a call with me so that I can walk you through managing this anxiety by uprooting it, tossing all of those negative beliefs that are attached to it out of the window and giving you peace, true peace right? Go to momfullyucom backslash coaching to get started to book a free call so that we can chat. Um, Again, that's momfullyyou.com backslash coaching. I'd be happy to support you. As always, thank you for stopping by today to chat with me. It was so fun. It was so fun to talk about these three fears of anxiety. I know the next one will be great, but until then, take care.